Grace and peace to you, Bloom. Welcome to our guided liturgy podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, welcome. And our prayer is that you would be drawn into the presence of Christ, the mystery of Christ, and the beauty of Christ all around us. In these next few moments, we will pray, confess, meditate on Scripture together. This is the last Sunday of the Epiphany, right before we head into Lent. And the lectionary is focusing us on the transfiguration. It's good to have you with us. Bloom, let's join with the church worldwide and pray the prayer of the day. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. By the mercies of God, let us confess our sin and present our bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to him, which is our spiritual worship. Lord Jesus, Illuminate the darkness in our hearts. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord Jesus, open our eyes to your saving love. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord Jesus, unstop our ears to hear your living word. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. We pray for the coming of God's kingdom. You sent your Son to bring good news to the poor, sight to the blind, freedom to the captives, and salvation to your people. Anoint us with your Spirit. Rouse us to work in his name. Father, by your Spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to bring help to the poor and freedom to the oppressed. Father, by your Spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to tell the world the good news of your healing love. Father, by your Spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to those who mourn and bring joy and gladness instead of grief. Father, by your Spirit, bring in your kingdom. Send us to proclaim that the time is here for you to save your people. Father, by your Spirit, bring in your kingdom. Father, use us, unworthy as we are, to bring in your kingdom of mercy, justice, love, and peace. Empower us by your Spirit and unite us in your Son, that all our joy and delight may be to serve you now and forever. Amen. Lord, lead us higher to your holy 
locked inside Let us see your glory Be transfigured by your Here reading from Psalm 50. The Lord, the God of gods, has spoken. He has called the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. 
Out of Zion, perfect in its beauty, God reveals himself in glory. Our God will come and will not keep silence. Before him there is a consuming flame, and round about him a raging storm. He calls the heavens and the earth from above to witness the judgment of his people. Gather before me, my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. Let the heavens declare the rightness of his cause, for God himself is judge. Glory Glory to to the the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. forever. Amen. Hear a reading from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 9. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This account of the transfiguration of Jesus literally glowing appearing other than and heavenly is a reminder to us that an invitation to experience Christ is still at its core an invitation to experience the supernatural that which holds us and is beyond us at the same time for me in the last year there's been a lot of talk about politics and morality and ethics as it relates to the evangelical church. And I have to say that most of it has been wholly uninspiring. For me, if I'm not careful, I can forget that Christianity, that following Christ at its core, is something that's far bigger and transcends expressions that we mostly hear talked about here. Because I think there's something in us that wants to control and wants to figure things out, we hear a lot of that talk as it relates to Christianity. I think especially American evangelical Christianity. But what we see in this account of the transfiguration is that to be with Christ, to follow Christ, calls us into an experience for which we have no explanation and barely words for. We can just picture the gospel writer trying to to record 
what happened here. And we see in Luke, there's a little bit more detail, but still there's really no explanation as to why this is happening. Just this amazement at what did happen. Jesus has led these disciples through an incredible journey. They have seen through his life what the kingdom of God looks like poured out on the earth, what love and compassion and healing look like embodied in the person of Jesus and given freely to all who are sick, all who are needy, all who were left out. And they literally have seen what God is like by watching the actions of Jesus. But this story draws them into a whole other way of seeing Christ because it's not really about what's being done as much as it is a glimpse into what is, that Jesus is the Christ, the one who has existed outside of time and before time, the one in whom all things were created, the one who holds all things together, the one who we know now fills the church and moves in ways that are so beautiful and still so unexplainable and unimaginable. And at this point, they see him radiant, transcending this earthly light. They see him as he is. And it's at this point that time, from their perspective, starts to become malleable. They start seeing figures from the past, Moses and Elijah, representing the law and the prophets. And they hear the voice again that was spoken over the baptism of Jesus. This is my son whom I love. At the transfiguration of Christ, all time is held. All space is held. This temporal world that they live in starts to bend and flex as they see the eternal one before them. And they're drawn in, they're changed forever. And they all respond in their own way. And so it is for us. It's one thing to be drawn into the actions of Christ, present within our community, extending out into our city, into our world. And that is a beautiful and unmatched experience. But to have the experience of simply being drawn into who Christ is, to get a tiny glimpse of what the disciples experienced that day through the Spirit for us to be captivated by Christ, in wonder of Christ, overtaken by Christ, and to see the Eternal One who holds all creation, who is outside of time, who is so very present with us. It changes us as well. But that was the experience of the early church, just as it was these disciples, that through the Spirit, they were drawn into the reality of Christ among them. It was more than they could have ever asked for or imagined. So I guess as I sit with this account of the transfiguration, my prayer for Bloom is that we would be drawn out of this temporal realm and its definitions of Christianity and its paradigms of understanding, and we'd be caught up into the mystery, the wonder, the transcendence that Christ is, that we would be changed forever. 
My favorite thing about this passage is that it's so weird. <laughs> like Jesus and a couple of ghosts show up. <laughs> like to the disciples and you're right, everybody kind of has their own response to it. But I think what's so beautiful about this story is that Jesus allows those whatever response to happen. Like what mm-hmm. what is he supposed to do? Like he's showing them his full glory and all of a sudden like our human minds don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I love what the voice from the cloud says. And Bill Tybert, one of our preachers at Bloom, he quotes this all the time and says, like, that's our goal mm-hmm. as believers is to see Christ for who he is and just listen to him mm-hmm. and do what he says. Mm-hmm. Peter's like, let's build these shelters, these memorials. But the response from the Father, presumably, or the Spirit, or whoever it is, <laughs> is all you got to do is listen. It's like, I get it, but just listen. Mm-hmm. Follow him. I, I just love that. I love like how wide and large and huge this story is, and then it's like this, the truth is so simple within it. Mm-hmm. It feels, yeah, it just feels like in that one phrase of listen to him, it sends that message of access to this thing that is so wide and huge and large and weird and bigger than us and hard to wrap our minds around to where it could feel very like now I have to distance myself from that because that's way holier and otherworldly than I am. And then he says, you know, listen to him. And all of a sudden that's our access. Like this Mm -hmm. is, you have access to this. There's something here to access for you. I'm inviting you into this huge, otherworldly, wild, holy thing that you're bearing witness to. Yeah. I just, just sitting here with that invitation, I feel like there's a whole lot of room for imagination there and creativity of like, what are we, what are we being invited into that maybe we're missing that is bigger and holier and wilder and weirder than sometimes we allow ourselves to mm. to look up to or open our eyes to when we get stuck just in the rut of I don't know in building shelters <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it does seem like the divine task many times towards us is to pull us back up into the reality of Christ and the experience of Christ. And yeah, I love how y'all are saying, you, you see it even here, that Peter is trying to bring it down to something that's understandable and manageable. And, and you hear the voice of God pulling them back up, mm-hmm. which assumes that God speaks and assumes that we can hear, mm-hmm, right. which is like, there's really nothing more comforting, especially through the year that we've been living in, then God speaks and we hear and it calls us up into something greater and more beautiful, that, that divine task of pulling us. I think it's a little bit comforting for me to hear this story. I, I just feel like the more we know, the more we let God in, the weirder it gets. Mm-hmm. And I think I have recently been presented with a new weird version of who God is in my life And I feel that pull, like, I don't think this is what is normal or what I grew up with. And 
just, I don't know, I appreciate the words you said, Seth, of like, well, there's nothing I have to do but listen. Like, that's actually the role in, in this scenario is like, well, it is God, and so listen. Um, and so, I don't know, it's really comforting to me as new aspects of God become um, open to me. And I get to just go with that because I do feel like it's been confirmed as God. And so now I get to listen. It's just cool. Mm. There's not much more to say than that. It's just, it's helpful. And it had to have opened up the disciples' perception of Christ because, mm-hmm. you know, up to this point, they could have said, he is a miracle worker. He's a prophet. Mm-hmm. But, the, but to see that all of creation hinges upon Christ, mm-hmm. that through the presence of Elijah and Moses, they see that he is the fulfillment. He's the Messiah. He's the dream of the people of God. It, it calls them into an understanding of Jesus that is so much greater and so yes. much more honest and true to who he really is. Mm-hmm. But we need help getting there and to expand our vision of Christ and our, our um, ability to receive and see Christ for who Christ is. Yeah, you said it a lot better than I did. I think that that is, I feel like when God shows up, our perspective is bigger. And we don't always know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. It's always, mm-hmm. the question is like, do we, put God back into these small mounds of rocks? Or do we say, this is bigger than I thought? And it might be bigger than my brain can get around, but it is you and I listen. And it kind of relates back to some of the things that we talked about last week, that Mm -hmm. listening piece, which we're, we're saying here, it's a simple phrase, listen. And yet when played out, it's far easier to busy ourselves building shelters or memorials. And that Mm -hmm. feels purposeful and like time well spent. And spiritual. And spiritual. spiritual. (laughs) And gives us something to do and passes the time and all of those things that feel very familiar and more natural to us and Mm. comfortable or like you said before, like we have a sense of control and that listen can bring things to a screeching halt as far as time goes mm-hmm. and and it takes us into a whole different experience outside of ourselves that can be like that can feel really undoing mm-hmm. that's the bigger than ourselves part right i mean that's why we like to have control at least for myself feeling undone by the unknown and the the having to kind of surrender and let go of my timeline and my expectations and my comfort or familiarity there's there's something there that you have to press through to get to the and when he says listen it's not like cuz he's going to speak right now and then we can move on and that was awesome mm-hmm. like listening sometimes takes waiting and pushing through that discomfort of a whole different way of going about mm-hmm. things and being in an unfamiliar place of things that feel way bigger than us and that can feel overwhelming and unfamiliar because we're so used to trying to maintain control. It just takes a lot of practice. To be listeners. Yeah. To have that posture of the heart. Right. 
-hmm. As we're talking, it is that God calls us into something bigger than ourselves, which is God. But for these disciples, it was that God called them into a bigger realization of God. It, so it was deeper into the mystery and into the reality of the divine. It's just, it does seem like, like what a low goal. What a low, uninspired way of living when we not only pull the experience down into shelters or piles of rocks, as you said, Dulcie, but, but the, this day and age when, it, when Christianity has been portrayed to be manifest in the most like petty of things. It hasn't been about beauty and restoration and, and being caught up into the reality of the eternal and the divine in Christ, but just about like Christian rights and freedoms. And that, that to me is like why this story is so compelling because I think we all get stuck in that and I think we're all tired of it. And it gives us, I mean, Scripture is giving us permission to, to want to be drawn into the reality of Christ, which, as you said, is so much bigger than us. It's so much bigger than we've imagined God to be. I love this story because in my sci-fi geek mind, it, I love that time is, like, messed with. And people that have been dead are alive. And you see, you know, through the veil into the realm of the eternal, the timelessness. My favorite part of Eucharistic theology is when the table is talked of as existing outside of time, but in all time, mm -hmm. that we come to the table with everyone who has ever lived in our time and everyone who will. And um, also those gathered across, across the earth and in that, we're drawn into like a, a small taste of the transfiguration. And I keep thinking, like, what better thing do we have to do as a gathered community but to come and open ourselves up to the experience of Christ? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that it's not an academic exercise. It's not even a communal exercise. It's a deeply spiritual, mm -hmm. transcendent exercise mm -hmm. that we open ourselves up to the eternal in our midst. I would love to see our community move more that way. I think, I think when Bloom is at its best, that's what we do. And that's what we kind of all leave saying happened on those good nights, that there was just something that we were caught up into. It's other than, I love that. Yeah, it's like he's proving that nothing's linear in the kingdom, not even time. Like not even time follows this structure of moving forward it's it's actually really cool it's it's god saying i'm you can't comprehend me mm -hmm. as weird as that. i mean obviously we know that but i don't think we always like really know that the fun thing about doing these podcasts is we do get to um for a moment remember what it was like to gather as a community all together and we talk about things like, what would this lead Bloom into? And how would we experience this as a community? And for this passage, for this accounting of the transfiguration, it's just so simple and so beautiful and so compelling that we would be drawn 
as a community, as a people, into the reality of Christ, the presence of Christ, the wonder, the mystery, the unexplainable and the beautiful, that we would be a people open and wanting Christ expressed fully among us, that our lives would be formed by listening. So Bloom, may you hear the voice of Christ. May you experience the wonder, the beauty, the breadth, and the depth that Christ is to us. May you be drawn in wholly and fully, every part of your being. Grace and peace to you. Bloom, gathering our prayers and praises into one, let us praise Christ our Savior's taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And, and lead us not into temptation, but to deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen.